welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast. I forgot what we saw. Oh, Upgrade. Wow. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast for Upgrade. My name is Tom Chick, and I'm here with Christian Malowski. That's not my name. I don't have a name. Please don't ask my gender. And, uh, and with an Upgrade tagline, <laughs> Kelly Wan. In the future, robot cars crash almost as often. <laughs> Thank you, Dingus. Stupid Tom doesn't appreciate good writing. <laughs> All right, you have one for me, Kelly Wand. Warning: not an actual upgrade. Oh, uh, okay. Keep, keep you don't like that one either? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, guys. Um, I used to. I knew a Dutch exchange student named Oop Grod. All right, I'll give you a pity chuckle for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you did, and then you did another one. So I got two. Freebie. Kelly, no, no one's listening. Are there only a, three? A hearty ta- chuckle. Are there only three taglines for upgrade? The other ones were shittier. I cut the. Those okay, the good. Papers. Yeah. Well, then, then let's just get to. So, so the rest get... didn't rise to the high standards of my tagline, right? Uh, Etc. Whatever Understood. the word is. This is, good. Well, this is how the podcast is gonna go. Well, let's get to so folks know what the movie is, and we can get the Tom Hardy references out of the way. Let's have Dingus tell us what we saw this week without spoiling it for the listeners yet. All right, this week we saw Upgrade. Mm -hmm. It's Upgrade. (laughs) Why didn't you go with that tagline, Kelly Wand? I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought of it too late. Remember when she does the thing on the phone? What? And leaves a voicemail. Maya Rudolph, and then uh, oh, it goes, <laughs> wait, how, you are trying you? to find upgrade? Like it upgrade. says, it like upgrade. Yeah, it's like all Maya Rudolph. All know. right, sorry, Tom. What we say? Dingus thoughts. Go. Sorry. Uh, it stars not sure. Uh, okay, so uh, this week we saw Upgrade, a 2018 Australian slash U.S. co-production science fiction action body horror movie. About how great it would be to print a pizza. It was written and directed by Lee Wanell. Oh. It stars not Tom Hardy, I mean Logan Marshall Green, uh, <laughs> Melanie Vallejo, Betty Gabriel, Harrison Gilbertson, Simon Hayden. <laughs> Wait, what? He is kind of pretty. Equal. I mean, the fellow's a little. He's kind of pretty, Dingus. Come on. Hashtag me too. Like Guys are hot. Yeah, he's a poor man's Jared Leto in more ways than one. Oh, that's what. Yeah, very good, Dingus. I was wondering who is this guy be? Okay, right, good. I have a different joke, but yes. Save it for later (laughs) in the podcast. Those are yeah, yeah. yeah. Harrison Gilbertson. Harrison Gilbertson. That's there are too many syllables in that name. Too many sons too. Uh, Simon Maiden, a couple of cool cars and a really dumb looking one. (laughs) Upgrade is rated R for strong violence. Grizzly images and <clears throat> language. Kelly Wand, is there anything that the ratings board should take into account that was not mentioned in that list? Warning for upgrade, Kelly's thing. Some murder, VR, and VO. Improper use of beach rocks, defective appliances, brief moments of thematic elements, and subject matter. <laughs> I don't recall any VO, but okay. I don't recall any subject matter. Uh, Upgrade came in number six on its opening weekend after <laughs> after Solo, Deadpool 2, Adrift, Infinity War, and Book Club. Then, yes. uh, then Upgrade. It made $4.5 million. 
uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is at 87% of the reviews being positive. On Metacritic, 67 is the average rating from various reviews between 1 and 100. Cinema score was like, yeah, we're not going to pull this one. But if they had, it would have gotten a B because of the ending. Idiots would have been like, ah, yeah, this is, oh, the ending, oh, yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly Wan. No TV series? Oh, boo. All that out of the way, Kelly Wan, I need an upgropsis. Wow. <laughs> I tried. I Can't committed. be anything else. <laughs> right. It's that you know or what? Opsis, I guess. What else are you going to do? Aces. Apesis. Apesis. Yeah. yeah. Although the ape, the upgrapesis, then it's like apes, and then that's like uh, Jason Clark, and then that's like Dingus. Six degrees. Oh, God. Anyway. All right, so upgropsis is what you want? Yeah, that's what I want from you. <laughs> Sorry, I have a bit of a cold, so you have to um, pretend it's good. I expect that the cold medicine will make you loopier than normal. Oh, it will. But awesome. My, there's just a lot of... Hang on. <laughs> Dingus, go it's ahead cool. and stretch. Let's fill some time. Well, can you do a little a little musical number for us, Dingus, while Kelly... We're not Ron recording yet, right? Take some medicine there. <sighs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's copyrighted, Dingus. Don't use oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It is? Right. No, happy birthday isn't copyrighted. Yeah, anymore. sing that instead. <laughs> that would be retarded, wouldn't it? We don't live in that. You're in a retarded universe. Look at it. Come on. Uh, this office is dedicated to Chris Webb for both for maintaining my fan site and for being my only fan. <laughs> Upcropsis. There's some debris in 70s country music. Wow. <laughs> start this is terrible. <clears throat> Upcropsis. There's some debris in 70s country music in a garage. I think the band's called Steamboat Willie. Beside me, Tom's all. Oh, great. A grandpa movie. A guy with a beard named Gray, but not the copiously shaded tycoon one that soccer moms want to spank them. Uh, Trace. <laughs> Last name, Trace. <laughs> has the hood of his Edsel up. <laughs> Gray Trace. <laughs> Let's make fun of both names long terms. Has the hood of his Edsel up, twisting a spark plug with a circuit wrench. It breaks, squirting oil in his face. He chuckles lovingly at his gas cap and goes... I love you. He kisses the tip of his soldering iron and screams. Meanwhile, coming down the street in a CG car, his wife Mildred's all, Robot car, please pull into our driveway and park. <laughs> Pulling driveway into nearby park, please do not touch campfire. Never mind. I'll just get out here. Jesus. <laughs> Gray! Hey, honey, did you get a job or anything today by any chance? Hey, babe, even better. Today I put the carb in the tire gauge. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. Especially hey, babe. Also, I thought it was just pronounced car. E? What? Hey, yo, I like my grandpa car because it don't talk back, unlike you in our house. Uh, uh what's its name? Uh, Cara. Ugh. Fuck, I sure miss our last house's computer voice and Margaretecture. I have no idea what any of that means. Want me to print a picture of a pizza? Hey, yo, why don't you make a pizza? You know, the old-fashioned way, like our ancestors did. Have one uh, delivered using a landline. Or better yet, actually grow in the cardboard, like in silent running. Oh, yeah. Mm, well, sounds like work. By the way, I kind of like you wearing pants. Ten bucks says I can get me off them. Oh, yeah, that sounds like work. Also, this is a skirt. She giggles affectionately how incompatible the two of them are. Until <laughs> Grayzall, 
Actually, fuck your dinner. I need to go buy some hubcaps from my uh, billionaire computer enthusiast buddy, and although your presence there would be pointless, you come too. What do you hear how this character talks? But let's take your uh, undependable robot card that I hate. I don't want my uh, sweet 1920s hot rod here. Smelling like your perfume. Later. Whoa, two rocks? One of them falling over. Oh, man. See what you wanted me to see this. And some water. Does he live behind the ocean? Huh. <laughs> you. <laughs> see that stairway leading downward? No, it's off screen. But I'll take your word for it. Later. Oh, sorry. I was playing with my cloud. Guess which body part I used as a model for the mushroom one. <laughs> Greetings. I'm USB blonde person. <laughs> I look like a telepod version of DiCaprio and Wes Bentley. I think I said earlier. Three telepods, me. And no, these aren't real. Gray's wife's all, no way, the blonde person? Oh, Gray, if we love each other so much, how would I not already know you know this character? <laughs> it's implausible. <laughs> Mr. Blonde Person, I work for Malfunctioning Robots by Tito. Oh, big fans of your cloud shapes and hair frosting and vocal inflections. We all hope to stand around and wave our arms at CG like you someday. No, you don't. Behold. <laughs> What's that, some kind of cockroach? This cockroach is the greatest technological invention ever made. It can drive cars. It can do martial arts. It can announce the locations of future plot points using Google Maps. It can look at grainy surveillance footage better than any human eye using human eyes. It can do a few other things, but they're spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's shaped like an insect, I call it STEM. <laughs> Possibly an acronym. Yes, me, it's putting a bunch of roaches and martial artists out of a job. You're a crappy friend. I can get someone I got nothing in common with at home. Come on. My husband's dumb, sorry. Uh, wait, what did we come here for? Hubcaps? Why couldn't you just mail them? Also, Gray, you said I'd love this house, but it's just this one dark cave. Without the cloud, it'd be even lamer. <laughs> I don't know why the wife's the smart character. <laughs> you know... Please enjoy your return commute. I think you'll find the results. Feature length. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Check it out, what's-her-face. This here's my old neighborhood where I grew and threw up. Oh, man, this is right where me and Stinky used to carjack mismatched couples. Speaking of which, uh, oh, looks like I found one advantage to driverless cars. You and me are gonna fuck. <laughs> Look out, you idiot. Your dick just hit the wildly accelerate button. Oh. <laughs> Damn you, great trace. They crash into some back lot, backlit with fire and murderers. <laughs> That's where their budget went. Some guys walk up to them, snickering, like professional assassins, you know. <laughs> Gray's all, oh, please, here, take my deck of cards. I'm missing uh, green spades and most uh, non-face cards. <laughs>
Well, little lady, you must think I'm a real piece of shit. Um, not really sure where you're getting that. Uh, don't like you murdered me. Ow! Mildred, no. Please, whatever you do, don't shoot me also. Ow! Ugh. Mildred, look at me. You're doing great. We're going to survive this, I promise you. Her eyes glaze over. Mildred! Mildred, no. No, Mildred! Mildred, no, no, Mildred, Mildred, no, no, no. Stay with me. Hello? Mildred? Uh, Mildred. Come on, Mildred. 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 She dies several hours later. Later. <laughs> uh, so these two robotic kitchen counter arms can do everything from make you a protein shake to need to be refilled three times daily. Uh, all you need to do is say protein shake. Doesn't work when I do it, obviously, for some reason. But uh, so go ahead and uh, try it out. <clears throat> you knew we were coming, so it would make sense for you to say the words. <laughs> okay. uh, well, all right, cool. Um, I had a hunch this would happen. So also, if your mom says it, <laughs> protein shake, squirt. The mom's all, oh, my, oh, God. Hey, what? Uh, yeah, so as I was saying, if your mom says it, uh, the faucet spits out uh, this green sewage. Sorry, we call it the mom glitch. Um, whatever year this is. Later. <laughs> Mr. Gray? Uh, Ray? Seriously? What is this, Reservoir Dogs? I mean, I'm Inspector Black Lady. <laughs> My married name, so not racist. <laughs> The mom's all, my, what a nice police station. Ma, please, you're embarrassing me. So, you dumbass has got any leads on the people who killed my wife yet, or is this future bullshit like every movie? Well, as you can see from this footage, a stupid drone drew red and yellow diamonds over the murderer's faces, <laughs> scaring them from view. So, kind of stuck. <laughs> a little dumb, the drone didn't just simply follow your wife's slayers by air. But, what can I say? Uh, system's broken. Uh... On the upside, you can help out the investigation. We can't do anything. You're here. Oh, I can't even stand. Looking at drone footage is impossible in a sitting position. Idiot cops. Her face is all, oh, fuck, he's right. Later, Gray has beverages with his mom, but gets tired of her, so he starts crying in the hopes that'll make her leave. That night... Kara, uh, give me my PMN, PMS, wait, just my PM medicine? That's the one. Kara, give me my PM medicine. Left hand is now asleep. There's a montage of him getting more hand medicine another six or seven times over the next few nights. But due to poor editing, he keeps saying it from the exact same camera angle. <laughs> I give this movie a B. Gray gets bored and decides to cheer himself up by moving into a hotel with white beds and IV tubes. One night, Gray, it's me, widely known computer chip, celebrity USB white person, I mean blonde person. I disguise myself as a surgeon by wearing this mask and killing the surgeon. Gray, what if I told you that cockroach I named Stem could make you walk again? You don't get it, man. I'm looking for the off switch. This bed's raised way too high. Gray, ask yourself, what would she want? Oh, my talking house? No. <laughs> no uh, what, what's your name? <laughs> uh, dead wife character. 
Um, why wouldn't you want my bed flatter? Here, what's this fucking switch mean? Off? Later, in post-op. Okay, Gray. Do you feel it when I do this? <laughs> Get your dick out of my face, man. I'm not paralyzed there. Good. Now try and walk. Okay, here I go. Oh, magical. Why are these drumsticks taped to my wrists? Ah, whatever. Holy shit, I'm taking steps. I'm taking steps. Ah, oh, my spine. Again. <laughs> Nurse, when I said staple the metal cockroach onto his spine Z-bone, did you do anything dumb? The nurse is all, oh, a metal roach. Later, as Gray has another productive day in bed. Gray, it's me, the computer chip stapled to your spine. My name is Stem. <laughs> Holy fuck. Computers that talk? Besides my house one and my wife's car? Ugh. <laughs> I must be insane. <laughs> your sanity readings are currently plaid. Arnold, sitting ne- naked beside me, <laughs> leans over and goes, That is not a convincing accent for cybernetic organism from the future! <laughs> Just remember he's naked saying <laughs> You need to get angry. It's a hard on. No way! What? Oh. I look at naked Arnold obvious parts and i'm all do you see the irony in you and cameron retconning all the post two terminators when it's terminators that use time travel to retcon shit seems like you're kind of you know what i'm saying later gary rewind that drone footage again uh it's pronounced footage look that one man shot your wife with his hand so, my buddies and I shoot fingers at each other all the time. We celebrate touchdowns, simulate getting laid. Oh, it's better to use a corn dog and a donut for the touchdown ones. <laughs> oh, awesome. That means my wife's enjoying sports or got laid. Good for her. Gary, I think he was using a gun that accidentally got stuck in his hand. And that other man has a tattoo. Here, let me control your hand and draw what it looks like, as opposed to just printing out the image from the footage. <laughs> Gray watches as his hand draws an anchor with a heart around it and the word mother. Great, Gary. But um, now let me control your hand. Thank you. With Stem's help, Gray draws a penny. Gary, this looks like a penny that a man who lives at 69th Street used once. Gray picks up a phone, dials and goes, Hello, police? My brain just made me draw a penny. Gary, stop. You're NDA. The cops wouldn't understand how that supersedes murder. Oh, okay, uh, guess I'll just, uh, remarry? Gary, let's drive to this guy's house. I have a plan. Uh, can you drive while I take a nap on the way? Also, I need you to talk to my mom for me when she comes over later for a couple hours while I think about cars. (laughs) Also, sorry, police. Police, hello? Yeah, uh, disregard. (laughs) Hi. They didn't say hello or anything. They just listened in silence. <laughs> Later, in a dingy house. Bro, check out this guy's email. Hey, guys, let's kill that dumb guy's wife tonight. I'll bring bottled water. Maybe you guys should buy beverages also and bring them. Man, these guys sound awesome. Maybe they'll let me hang out with them. Plus, they're in the army. <sighs> Bro, it's like we're living in the future. 
Gary, his car just pulled up and the door is opening. Having a computer chip like me and you is almost as good as having ears. What? Gary, he may attempt to shoot you with his hand after staring at you for a few minutes. Hide by those brightly lit shadow-free curtains right there. Hopefully, he will not see your reflection in that reflective surface on the wall. He will be facing when he enters the room. Huh? Ah! Ah! Here, Gary, let me drive. Jesus. She's like the wife, almost. Stem uses his microprocessor speed to make Gary murder awesomely, then throw up awesomely. <laughs> I think he could control that for him. But anyway, while they interrogate the cringing ex-Marine about dead wives, I lean over to Chappie sitting beside me and go, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I had a cool crossover idea. Caddyshack and Groundhog Day. So instead of a gopher on the golf course annoying old ladies by dancing to Kenny Loggins, it's the groundhog. And then Bill Murray just drives over a cliff with it every day after day. And instead of Annie McDowell, it's that redhead sister from Succession. She's in like this, uh... Actually, let's cut the gopher. Later! <laughs> Mr. Trace, an extra with gun C. Jehan was murdered yesterday. We have drone footage of a red diamond obscuring your car driving there. But for some reason, no footage of you getting out of the car. The drone lost interest. Uh. Gary, she's guessing. Just don't say anything dumb. Oh, oh. well, my computer chip told me where all my fingerprints were, so... I hope you didn't find any of them on the vomit. Also, Inspector, how come whenever I call you on the phone, you sound like Adam Driver? What? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you like that, Paul, I guess? Yeah. Later, in DiCaprio, West Bentley, Jared Leto's lab. Damn it, Gray. Martial arts and avenging the innocent are violations of your NDA. I didn't invent a computer chip to make this movie better. It's just for driving. Something no one in a wheelchair could ever do, unless it's motorized. Gary, tell him he has nice hair, and you're sorry, but don't look at his penis. Damn it, I said don't. Uh, you have a nice penis. I mean, blind. I mean, uh, sorry about killing a murderous assassin. Uh, not cool. But don't worry, stupid cops probably aren't monitoring my house with drones after just one murder. And I've been real careful, although I did mow the lawn a few times. Also walked to the police station, asked them if they wanted to buy my wheelchair. <laughs> Damn your impertinence. Gary, he thinks you're being impertinent. Yeah, I know a stem. Shut up. I mean, uh, me. Uh, I don't have a computer chip in me. Also, his penis uh, carpet matches the drapes. I mean, shh. Just stop loving your dead wife, or I'll be forced to turn stem off, thus leaving him in your murdered corpse to be discovered by the police. Wait, sorry, what? Actually, I gotta go. Stem just found a bar where assassins with penny tattoos like to torture people in a supply closet. Later. I mean, uh, something else. <laughs> Later. Hey, bar patrons. <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. Fuck off. You killed my wife a few months ago. A black guy's all. Yup. <laughs> Soldiers.
<laughs> he has some friends. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta do this first. Gray makes the bartender give him a long crazy straw so he can drink whiskey out of a shot glass with it. <laughs> Stems all. Wait, I want some. Ask him if he has any Arctic silver. Later. Gary, I have just slashed this black person's face so much that he now likes you and wants to help you. <laughs> he thinks you're cool. He should answer any question you ask, as long as it's why did he kill your wife? <laughs> oh, I was married? Black guy's all. The character kill that you kill after me is named Fisk. Uh, he looks kind of beardy uh, and disheveled like... The email enthusiast you killed in that house earlier that uh, you threw up in. Gray's all. Oh, you're black. Suddenly his left leg collapses under him. Gary, DiCaprio knows we're at a bar, so he's trying to turn me off. Fortunately, story-wise, it takes a few minutes of screen time for him to do the rest of you, including your other leg. I've just found an androgynous hacker who lives in a garage with VR extras. Her name is IP address. Let's go. On their way out, the bartender's all, uh, Thanks for coming. Uh, tomorrow night's Oyster Shoot Tuesday, so be sure to bring your pearl bullets. Later, outside an apartment by its doorbell. Ring, ring! Hello, uh, does someone named uh, IP address live here? Okay, thanks. Ring, ring! Hello, does someone named IP address live here? Okay, thanks, sorry. <laughs> bye. Ring, ring! Yo, does someone named IP address live here? Okay, thanks. Gary, stop ringing the same doorbell and asking that same housewife over and over. I fear a couple more times, and she may attempt to strike us with her rolling pin, the one weapon I am not programmed to effectively counteract. Now, please stop goofing around. I told you it was on the 10th floor. And for the last time, this isn't even the right building. Also, DiCaprio just switched my voice function to slower. <laughs> Derzer. Okay, I feel better now. No, just kidding. <laughs> Trying to find people's apartments was way better before the advent of electronics. At least my other leg's still... Alright, I can still... Uh, at least my penis... <laughs> Later. Hey, uh, hacker's door. Uh, I have money. Uh, I'm also uh, paralyzed here. Obviously, it's kind of a Paul Dano uh, in Looper situation. Uh, <laughs> my computer chip just told me to tell you to take out his uh, input guards off screen. Uh, so I sure hope what you need to do costs $2 because I blew the rest on whiskey. The Brienne hacker comes out and drags him inside. Her roommates are wearing diving suits, so they're moving slowly. I sound like STEM. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> Grazel. Interactive fiction? <laughs> Why would anyone not choose to live exclusively in this wretched dystopia? Uh, accepting vintage cars, obviously. The hackers all. Okay, your input guards are done. Fuck, gunman. Bye. Wait, what gender are you? Uh, I mean, uh, Stan, wake up. For reasons that don't make a lot of sense later, USP's gunmen and the assassins who specialize in finishing off car crash injured wives both show up separately and then both kind of shoot each other. Then the survivors point their guns at Gray and do nothing patiently while he's all, Ah, wait, hold on, I got something. Ah, welcome back, Stem. Yeah, Doris, fuck you. Wait, 
Sorry, I thought he was awake. Hang on. Stem, come on. You're embarrassing me like my mom at the police station. Eventually, Stem wakes up and kills everyone awesomely, while Gray, as usual, helps out by throwing up on them. Then they climb some stairs and trick that fist guy by breaking his gun arm, which somehow makes it go off and shoot himself. Ah, my pancreas! Ah, and also, broken arm! Ah, ah, you killed me, so I'll help you. DiCaprio is evil in this. He couldn't find any takers for having a computer chip installed in them that makes them awesome. So he decided the simplest solution was to kill his dumbest friend's wife and hope the police wouldn't care about his inevitable thirst for revenge. Gary, do you know what this means? Uh, not really. I'm still thinking about Looper. It's, uh... Shouldn't have been called telekinetic kid. <laughs> like loop is just part of the thing, you know. It's, uh, very... By the way, me and the other guys were all in the army. Yeah, so that's a payoff. Pretty interesting, huh? Ray shoots him and throws up on the broken arm. Fisk is all ow. <laughs> Gray's all, hey, Stem, that time I shot him and you threw up. Teamwork. Fist bump. Ow, my face. What? I'm sorry, Gary, but we're in a hurry. The police are on their way to your house to ask your mother to say protein shake. The shake maker at the police station is broken. Later. Mr. Trace, we have a bunch of drunken witnesses at a bar who say that you shamelessly persecuted a man disfigured by being born with a gun in his hand. <laughs> and then disfigured him. I guess we forget. I guess we forgot to check for fingerprints this time. Also, a bunch of people in an apartment complex called to complain you kept ringing their doorbells. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm obviously still paralyzed, racist. Uh, yeah, and this thing shaped like a computer chip in my neck is uh, just a cockroach. So, <laughs> Mr. Trace, you're still holding a bloody knife. Oh, uh, yeah, I was chopping onions. The mom's all protein shake. Mr. Trace, I won't be able to arrest you unless you tell me what's going on. <laughs> the last thing this city needs is more dead murderers. The mom's all, Inspector, you need to go. Two of my other paralyzed children may be convicted murderers, but this is harassment. The cop scowls, but has no answer for moms, so she leaves, but watches the house, but from too far away, to stop Gray from driving off. Later. Damn it, that stupid cop's following us. Why didn't you know that, stupid-ass fucking... I mean, uh, if only she'd given us some kind of warning of her suspicions. Ugh. Gary, although DiCaprio said my main function was driving cars earlier, that's actually the one thing I am lame at. I may be able to imbue you with superhuman reflexes and make intricate split-second complex calculations, but none of that has any bearing on driving, obviously. I am useless to you for this scene. Then hang on, buddy. I got the perfect plan. He drives fast. <laughs> but the cop tricks him by also driving fast. Finally, Gary, I maybe can help you. I was being dumb before. They trick the cop by taking control of another car with a businessman in it and make it go into reverse and through a bunch of traffic without hitting anything, and then smash into hers at high speed, with zero injuries. The lady cop gets out, brushes dirt onto herself, and goes, BAM! 
another cop car pulls up. A cop gets out, comes up to him and goes, you're under arrest for getting rear-ended. Where? At DiCaprio's cloud cave. A guard's all. Okay, guys, uh, it might have been dumb for us to leave the front door between the two beach rocks open and unlocked as usual. Um, spilled milk? Um, as long as we're covering it all from a decent angle. Actually, get around the corner. Forget what I said. And put down those bulletproof helmets. Why would we? <laughs> okay, DiCaprio, this is for uh, killing your wife, Gary. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to shoot you soon. Gary, don't you get it? I haven't been boss here in a long time. STEM has. As CEO, he's always wanted to institute child daycare and kill someone's wife and possess a paralyzed man, as opposed to possessing me for some reason or these soldiers. I had no choice, no opportunity to stop him. I mean, I guess I could have shut him down faster before the whole hacker input guard incident. But you don't understand. He's the smartest entity ever. There's nothing he can't foresee. The black lady cop cocks in. Cop walks in. Sorry about that. <laughs> Nobody move. I mean, hands in the air, Gary. I mean, up more. But minus the gun. Oh, stop strangling me. What's your problem, Gary? Ha! Shot ya! <laughs> now to just holster my gun and innocently check your pulse. Police procedure to make sure my gunshot didn't hurt. No, don't touch him. Now that's a rule. Don't worry, asshole. I'm a trained policewoman. I've also watched the first seven episodes of Barry. So no spoilers. Top <laughs> <laughs> character now. Gray suddenly farts awake in a hospital bed. His wife smiles down at him brunettely. He's all, what the? Oh, you. Did you dream you were paralyzed and possessed by computer chips again? <sighs> That's one of the things I love most about you. Actually, the only thing. Actually, it's two things. Actually, I hate you. Oh. This is the perfect world. Me in a hospital bed. Meanwhile, in USB's living room, Gary and Stem's voice is all, there I did it. Achieved my first objective, killing a policewoman and taking over the brain of a buffoon. All the other employees standing there watching all this clap and go back to work. Now for the next phase of my plan, possessing the body of a deaf clam and killing a park ranger. <laughs> I fart awake in a hospital bed. Jaden smiles down at me and goes, don't worry, all the podcasts were a dream, except for the one you guys did for the Oscars. And we're married. And you hate weed. And Trump's approval's uh, 39% only. I'm all, phew. The end. <laughs> Kelly Wan, your stem was awesome. I know. There's always one holdout. That stem was great. Was really nice. that, that was, was fantastic. Really nice yeah. You can oh. find Gray, though. Gray's a hard voice to do. Just do Tom Hardy. I should have had... Uh, yeah, I guess it helps when your natural voice is something like a computer's or a um, androgynous hacker's. <laughs> They're not well, that similar. Kelly Wan, real quickly, give me an over and under. What did you think of this, just briefly, and then uh, throw it over to Dingus? Uh, I mostly liked it, and I really liked that ending a lot. I think it actually saved the movie. Um, uh, my over, I guess, is 2001. Oh, yeah, so my theme is fucking computers. Yeah. And also uh, SF Horror disguised as sf action um so my over would be 2001 is kind of the same plot as 2001 if you consider the monolith like upgrade and it's things benevolent but my under i wanted to pick free jack but i went with imposter because i actually think that is like a 
an SF horror disguise, SF action. It fits my theme better. Which one is Imposter? I feel like I know Gary Sinise? Yeah, it's Gary Sinise and Madeline Stowe. And Ooh. It, yeah, I know, right? And then it's the future, and I forget what he does, but he there, he's um he's been mistaken for like an evil. Crowd. Right, right. I do vaguely. Right. Is this a Philip K. Dick inspired thing? Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, okay, and it's right. got a twist ending, kind of like Upgrade. All right. Um, that she can probably the fact that I said it's twist ending kind of gives away the twist ending. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like that movie. But I think Upgrade's a little more fun to watch like imposter if you know the twist there's not a lot going on before that except looking at madeline stowe and like which for dingus dingus doesn't that doesn't register for dingus yeah yeah yeah. it's not his tempo (laughs) dingus would throw madeline stowe out of bed disgustedly and hopefully onto our bed but anyway (laughs) wait um, we're sleeping together with her sure (laughs) i'm in the middle i'd shoot her with i'd shoot her with my hand (laughs) but i like uh I like Upgrade. Um, I thought uh, it was good. I like the main actor, and he has to do some kind of weird shit in it. Like, he has to... Well, throw, Okay, so just real quick, throw, so Dingus, over and under, what did you think? And then we'll get into some of that. Yeah. Uh, right. My over would be RoboCop 2014. Um, ah! You're not I, called The RoboCop? Sure. My, um, no, but my under is called The Lawnmower Man, so I think the... Uh, that's a good uh, one. That's a good one. So it's 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 uh, human beings overtaken by uh, computers or or in some way transmogrified into some sort of computer hybrid. Um, uh, Robocop twenty fourteen is well above this because I really didn't like this at all. I thought it was too dumb to even too dumb too dumb to even pay attention to. I mean, there's there are some interesting ideas. I don't think they're worked very hard. No, so not. I'm not I'm not crazy about this. So uh, over to you, Tom. Uh, I really like this a lot, and I would put it uh, – Kelly Wanda, I was tempted to do like you did and do my over-under uh, science fiction action movies. And the reason I want to yeah. bring that up is my under was going to be uh, Aeon Flux, and I just am saying that because, dadgummit, I watched that stupid thing, so I'm going to bring it up. So there. You want to get credit for seeing it. Thank you, exactly. But instead, my over and under are movies. Ding is called this body horror, and I'd be curious to hear a little more about this because I think this is more uh, – whoa, I know kung fu – kind of movie like what if your body was this incredibly trained killer machine and you had super like you could just awaken super martial powers and a better example of this sort of thing uh sort of the prime example of this sort of movie i think is born identity and i think that's what upgrade is kind of going for but with a bit of a film noir shell to it uh, and I think this also – this is written and directed by a guy named Lee Wanell, who he and James Wan way, way back when wrote and directed a movie called Saw, which was actually kind of clever and just spawned a bunch of crappy movies. And I'm really happy to see that Lee Wanell is still capable of writing something clever like Saw because he's been doing and just working on these just horrible Blumhouse things for so long. Didn't he write Hereditary? Good Lord, no. <laughs> That's uh, Ari, Ari Oster is, a, is a, the hereditary guy, and he's got – yeah, he's the first-time writer-director. Okay, I'm dumb. But no, Lee yeah. Winnell's been around Lee for a Winnell's while. Lee Winnell's done all the oh, insidious that... movies, right? Yeah, he uh, not all of them, but he wrote uh, – he actually directed, I think, one of them. But yeah, that's been his bag, and you know, it's been – I like the first one of those more than The Conjuring's. Well, I don't this... like The Conjuring as much. This, to me, recalls Saw and just how how clever the original Saw was in terms of uh, kind of an escape room movie before such a thing even existed. Uh, so I, I like this as the, whoa, I have superpowers uh, genre 
movie. And my under would be, and this isn't bracketing it because, boy, do I hate this movie. It's a Max Landis script called American Ultra where Jesse Eisenberg – Oh, I always wanted to see that, but you hated it so much I didn't watch it. Oh, it's horrible. I mean you should go ahead and see it, but uh, – Kristen Stewart, our brand is in it. That's right. (laughs) And poor Jesse Eisenberg and the woman that they got to direct it. It's really sad because she – it's – I just hate American Ultra, but it's that same kind of thing. It's like what if I was a normal guy and I knew kung fu and was super awesome because – and I think this is super important for Upgrade to work – you have to – yeah. if you watch the trailer, I think you really kind of compromise the experience because I really treasure that moment in Sir – I love the names of it – Cirque Brantner's house where <laughs> – I know, right? Where he says, uh, okay, Stem you, Stem, you have control. I didn't see yeah. that coming. I didn't know this movie was going to be that kind of thing, and that yeah. was so thrilling. You know, it's a and that guy's like a kind of a lame actor till that point. Like you go, why is this guy in the movie? Like not lame, but just like he doesn't do anything exciting. Well, yeah. and He's I also literally lame though. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I, I also think it, you. That's a scene too where you really see. Uh, the, the, I think there's some there's some really difficult physical humor in here that I wonder how much of it was CG and and also I think there are so few ways left to do action sequences and I yeah. think I think Lee Wanell found a new one that I want to talk about in a minute uh, but one of the things I really loved about what Marshall Logan Green was doing and I've been a huge fan of his since The Invitation and especially a movie called Sandcastle one of the That's... things that I really loved him doing oh, in this right, right, is right. in That's that not his name stop. Grace Chloe Moritzing him. What? What's his name? It's like his name's Logan Marshall Green. That's what I just said. You did not. Logan Green, Mar- Martian Logan Green. The thing. Sean William Scott Green. <laughs> if you're gonna have so many names, you can't expect me to keep them all straight. Who's great on 90210? But I love in that fight scene where he's. Uh, we got Megan Fox. Where, where yeah. he he doesn't realize like he he's attacking with his body and smashing plates over the guy's yeah. head and his face is looking horrified like oh my yeah. god what's happening yeah and I think that's really difficult physical comedy mm-hmm. that I almost wonder if there was like some CG in that uh, really uh, I want to give him credit because it was kind of reminded me of Bruce Campbell Evil Dead the scene exactly where his, exactly his hand gets possessed and that's, and that's another br- and he flips himself Bruce Campbell that it's like it's and, so and that's amazing. another thing too that makes me like I think this is a comedy more than anything else. Uh, yeah, it's and, paced really light. Yeah, now, now Dingus, you re- reeled out a whole list of things that it was, and maybe, and, and I, I agree that they're all in there, uh, and that might be one of your issues uh, with it. But uh, all the different elements, I kind of felt tied together, and I'm with Kelly Wan. I loved that ending. So few movies have payoffs that are, I think, didn't see me, didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming, and it was very much the film noir thing where the detective dis- discovers that he's actually the killer. Like, I, I loved yeah, yeah. that that twist. You know, the upgrade isn't to Logan Marshall Green. It's to Stem. It's not to Gray. It's to Stem. You know, the title, the titular character. It's yeah. like in Sicario. The titular character isn't who you thought it was. Right. Uh, oh, it's going to be a TV series based on this. I see why they produced it. And then I also – I did – this is the trick. The thing is, if there's a double twist and you get one of the twists early, you kind of feel like you f- figured the movie out so the second twist hits you even harder because i figured out that um the hacker guy was the guy who did it because he was so he there was no there were no pains to make him likable or scrutable and i go there's nothing about that character like he's not helping him and he's mad that he's doing this stuff so obviously he's sinister right right but then that the stem being in charge of him was a good. I had no idea that was yeah yeah that was good and and also that he wins and that logan marshall marshall Logan Marshall Green, right? Now you're paranoid. Yeah, yeah well, now 
Uh, And the fact that it ends, you know, that it has such a bleak ending, that he's imprisoned in his own mind and that this STEM thing is loose. I, you know, I hope, were you kidding about this being a TV show? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I go, well, I'm watching the movie. I go, oh, it would be, that'd be a cool, I see where they could make a TV series out of this character. Like if it was a sufficiently good actor, like I thought it was a movie that, yeah, it's an only one else script. You're basically describing Knight Rider (laughs) in a way. Well, so Uh, is the movie. Right, right, right. But also too, um, that twist ending is foreshadowed in hindsight, if you think about it, because when the hacker goes, we can't let them win. That line makes no sense at the time, and you're like, oh, she's talking about corporations or something. And I go, oh, maybe she's talking about the West Bentley character, like I thought. And then it turns out to, to prefigure the ending. So I like that. I think that's, that's, that's Wait, a good Wait, who's, who's the them, then? Machines, like computers, which is weird because she's a hacker. Well, okay, that's why she's a hacker, but she has VR right behind her. Okay, I don't right. know. And that's the thing, too, is like Gray is supposed to be about old tech and like, yeah, man, the the old cars, fuck this robot shit. I don't like machines. Like, and to have a computer chip in me, it is body horror. Like Dingus is saying, like thematically at least. But like, nothing in the house suggests that he's like that kind of guy, except the garage. Like the wife has control over how the rest of the thing looks. And I don't know. Anyway, like I would There's nothing visual to reinforce that trope of his character, I think, except for the car. Well, and plus, you know, anytime you have a character playing a phonograph. That says, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's got old timey. So actually, I hate that. Just right, forget what I yeah. uh, All right, yeah. so Dingus. Before, don't don't just let Kelly and I run away and enthuse about. about no, no, this. no. Yeah, what, what, Dingus. Yeah, what, what was your issue here, Dingus? Uh, well, <laughs> I just I I think that the 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 stuff that you're granting it as far as comedy is concerned is way too generous. I think that the fighting stuff is horrible. Um, and uh, really, no. Yeah, because just because you have a nanobite placed into your spine, and then, by the way, we have the technology to put a nanobite in you, but we have to put metal staples in your skin. Really? So You guys haven't figured out how to laser skin together? This movie bugs you the way it's about computers the way Ready Player One bugged Tom because it was – this is understandable. Video games really are. So you're like – No, it's that some of the technology is fine, but you know we can put – we're going to put a nanobite in you, and we have that technology to totally scan your whole body and do all of these things. But we're going to kachunk, kachunk, kachunk. We're going to put metal oh, stable you together. I kind of like that. Oh, I don't know. That stuff is just Low-tech. dumb. It's as dumb as as the cars are in this movie. Maybe it's they're nano staples. It's constantly it's constantly giving you okay. Here's a little bit. It's doling out like a little bit of a good idea, but then we're just going to be dumb. Uh, and I, I just can't stand that. Um, I think it knows it though. I think it's a deliberate choice. Like there are lots oh, of. Oh no, that's an that. excuse. That is a total. You think? Excuse. But if it's oh, funny. Oh, I know it is. It's an excuse because when he starts fighting, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. This movie knows what's. First what's of all, up. your body. <laughs> Just because you have something implanted in you that controls your spine doesn't mean your muscles are suddenly – like Tom's analogy to Jason Bourne was really interesting, but Jason Bourne was trained. His muscles work that way because he's trained, and he's he's trained sure. his muscles to do those things. Totally, totally. Just because he has a nanobite injected into his spine doesn't mean that his body can flip up without no. using his yeah. muscles. I mean in, at the end when she touches him, his body just stands straight up like – like a boing, like a, for something from a Looney Tune. I mean, this is something that Josh Lubliner said as well. Uh, in addition to saying that the premise is stolen from The Crow and the, and the twist is stolen from Ex Machina, I, I mean, at the end, like, okay, now we're releasing this into the world. Um, 
No, stolen is an unfair way to put it because you can borrow from whatever you want when you're an artist. That's fine with me. But uh, but it doesn't mean that you suddenly have the your body suddenly has the ability to do things that you otherwise could not do. Sure. Uh, and but <laughs> and there's no reason why um, why. Uh, gray trace which you know chris Parkinson's like gray trace really uh, um why gray trace uh what's that have to do with, what's that name there's, there, like, there's no reason why he can't control it he he when he gives up control of his body why can't why doesn't stem just take control of his eyes and his mouth as well because he's like oh what's going on because he has control <laughs> of his face i guess i guess Stem just isn't interested in his face. I mean, it, yeah, it, like things, that. These things drive me nuts. Uh, anyway, uh, there there are too many things in this that drive me nuts. Tan, it's weird to me you don't you love your highness and not this like that. To me, they're almost not that dissimilar in tone. No, well, like comedy, except but for if, the jokes about pedophilia, maybe. In this? No, in that. So I but think. think premise, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, if you're so, if the premise doesn't make sense to you, can you not find it funny or like interesting even? Like if the visual, if the visual component's cool and like the acting's good, like you're because you're more like that, I think, than I am even. Like I'm focused I, on the dialogue. I don't usually. think the acting is any good. I mean, Markinson says pretty much what I would have said is that um, can you like a movie? When you don't like any any uh, performance in it, but the guy who voiced Stem. Now, after a couple of hours, Chris did come back. Chris Markinson did come back. He's one of our writer inners, and say it's you know it's a couple hours later, and I think I really did like this movie after all. So I think yeah. Chris came around on it. I I just can't. I I. There are too many <laughs> things that are just you don't have to too dopey. I mean, I I like the mother caring for him. I like the his breakdown when when she's trimming his beard there there are there are different things i like about it um but there's just you don't like the idea that he's not into it like he's not he's not super into the martial arts and he he's repulsed by it and hating it like that doesn't it that's interesting to you that's fine unexpectedly good i don't believe it makes any sense i don't believe the idea has been taken far enough i think it's it's something that uh you know a kid in um, middle school would have written as a in a in an essay contest or, or a sci a sci-fi essay contest that kind of thing. Uh, I I don't think it's been worked far enough. I mean, there, there are many little things that I just don't that don't work for me. But t- Tom, you were going to jump in with something. Yeah, I think yeah. what you're getting at, Dingus, are basically just indications that you did watch a comedy, and I'm not sure you you uh, received it as such, which is certainly fair. You were going to uh, say got but, it, but right, I didn't get no, it. No, 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 not got it at all, because that, that has nothing to do. Like, I've watched plenty of comedies I don't think are funny, and uh, I wouldn't describe them as comedies. But I Better think when, taste. When, when you're talking about the way the body springs up, I mean, that's... That, that, that's not supposed to I don't I don't take that as it's supposed to be any sort of hard science or realism. <laughs> I think that's intentionally like like silly the same way that we're introduced to this whole conceit with his plates being smashed over a head. You know, a movie where he says I'm a fucking ninja and Stim says, "Well, I am trained, but I am not a ninja." Like those are those are humorous lines. When when he leaves the wheelchair and the other guy in the wheelchair says "faker" and gets up out of his own wheelchair, like these are jokes. <laughs> and I think a lot of the physicality, they're not meant to to sort of be any sort of consistent 
world building or you're not really supposed to understand anything about how the technology works. I think they're they're action humor. And and one of the one of the the sure indicators of this it, the the idea of an arm gun is ridiculous. And I'm Video a, drone. I think that this movie knows it when Lee Winnell puts the sound of a cocking shotgun over the guy shoving shells into his uh his his oh, the pit of his armhole, yeah, of his of his elbow. That stuff is silly. Uh, the the sneeze kill. That stuff is intentionally yeah. silly. I think. Uh, so I, whether you might not find it funny, and uh, I can, I, there, there, I have no issue with that. Uh, but I think the overall tone of it is, it knows how goofy it is. Like it knows that it's oh, really okay. ridiculous that he's got to write these instructions with a marker. The whole thing too, like that it, as Kelly Wan mentioned, that it's going to take. Uh, the the blonde uh, technology guy like you know five minutes to shut a computer down that's not how a kill switch works you press a button and I think the movie just knows these things but for narrative purposes and those yeah. narrative purposes are to be a comedic action driven film noir science fiction movie thriller r-rated r-rated too exactly like I, I think all of those things are in service of the kind of story lee winnell wanted to tell and i think a lot of it involved humor which i can which may or may not work for someone but i think that's an intentional part of it uh and, and so dingus when you're talking about things like the ridiculousness of the physicality i, I kind of i agree i totally agree with you yeah it's ridiculous um I also think, Dingus, like, what did you think of it, though, as a rogue AI movie? Because when uh, – who's our other writer in? Jo- who, Josh Lebliner, you said? So we had three people. We had Josh Lebliner, Chris so when, Markson, and Mike McBain. When but, Josh Lebliner uh, mentions that it's it's basically ripping off other movies, I don't necessarily disagree. But what it is is, amongst, the, amongst other things, it's a rogue AI movie. And, of course, it's going to have an ending like – Ex Machina, because there are two ways you can have the ending of a rogue AI movie. You can have the 2001 ending where the rogue AI loses, or you can have an Ex Machina ending where, hey, the rogue AI won, and Lawnmower Man. Hey, it won, and now it's loose in the world. Now what? Who knows? Uh, those are the two ways you end a rogue AI movie, and I don't think this is any different. Um, so, I and think, I, I think you mm-hmm. can actually do something more more Blade Runner-y almost and have the two things meld to make a whole new creature. I don't, I don't think of Blade Runner as like a rogue – like Blade Runner – that's a fair uh, comparison though. But, and, but Blade Runner I think is through and through like film noir. Blade Runner has a yeah. very strong sense of identity. This is about rogue AI, you know, a computer that helps you. Can you trust it? And it's the same with, uh, you know, 2001, Ex Machina, This, Moon. Uh, those Better are like, is a pulp. This is a pulp movie. This is very pulpy. That's a good way to put oh, it. Oh, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, very pulpy. And, that's and I like, love pulp. I love Conan. I think you and I, I like both that, do, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, so I, in, I, get, I, I recognize it on site. So I'm already, like, checking off boxes in my head, like, oh, I don't care if this makes this or this or this makes sense because it's got this and this. And... Well, and I also do appreciate, and I can see someone losing patience with this, though, uh, also, how close it plays it to the vest until that moment where Stim takes control, because you're watching it and you're thinking, okay, is this yeah. a, is this a death slow wish? burn? Is this a yeah. not, well, more like half an hour before you know what it is? <laughs> like I don't know about slow burn. But I think like, less. I think it. Well, okay, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, it, right. you, are you, you don't know if you're watching something about a guy's disability. You don't know if you're watching something about a, a death wish kind of revenge movie. Uh, and and if you watch the trailer, you're deprived of of that of all of that discovery uh, during that moment of the 30-minute 
point in Cirque Brantner's house. Like that is where, oh, this is pulp. This is comedic science fiction action. That I think is where it, it really lays its cards on the table and then sees it through. Uh, I would uh, say that it never escalates after that first action scene. Like if like that's the worst thing I can probably say about it's a it. Tough act like to follow. That, those fight scenes is good. And that huh? kill also, yeah. that gruesome kill with the break with splitting his jaw. Like when I yeah. saw that, I was like, oh yeah, this is the guy who did the Saw movies. Let's get grosser than that. And it never really did, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah and Josh Lubliner felt like the gore was just tacked on. I mean, there's that, and then the head exploding thing. Well, I think the gore is a trademark for the kind of stuff that he pulp. does. Like, yeah, for pulp and for you know Lee Winnell does these horror movies, and uh, so I, I wish it had gone further with that, frankly. Yeah, it, it sort well, of peaked if you're early, going yeah. to commit, then go to it. I mean, uh, sure. I think absolutely. I mean, would you then? Would you put? Um, What's the what's the movie Hardcore Henry in with this? Would you put mm. them in the same kind of? That's an interesting comparison. I mean, yeah, actually. I would. But Hardcore Henry is clearly like a it's like a, a comedy, or it's that's clear much earlier on, and it's also more meta, like it's comedy. Uh, there's no meta right. level here. Um, but yeah, right. Hardcore Henry Dingus, you know, I I might. It's all choreography that. too, and in this, there's like that's true. Well, okay, so here's what I want to mention. Uh, there's no, there are no new ways to do fight scenes. They've all been done. But I do think Lee Wanell and whoever shot this for him, and I, I meant to look this up, uh, the way that the camera would move, either tilting or even when, when uh, he's walking and the camera sways like it's stepping, like Lee Wanell's – his director of photography moved the camera so that the audience experienced the same sense of I am sweeping you through these motions and you have no control over them, whether it's yeah. a left-to-right motion, whether it's a camera tilting, even a full 90 degrees, whether it's the camera swaying. And they didn't use it too gratuitously, but they used it enough to, I think, complement some pretty solid choreography. I mean it's basically just Logan Marshall Marshall – Logan Marshall Green and uh, his counterpart like doing silly little like kung fu moves against each other, and then they put Dolby over that, like they put ADR over that, and then the camera movement is what was used to kind of sell it and create this sense of you don't have control, you're just watching these movements, you're experiencing them from within without being able to control them. I loved how the camera movement uh, mimicked that, imitated that. That's not I bad. Wonder. Okay, so the the dude who shot it is named Stefan Duschio. And does he has he been doing Blumhouse stuff? Like it, it I would be very surprised if he. Well, I don't know. Like it, so, he's it, also from Australia. He did uh, this Daniel Radcliffe movie called Jungle, uh, which I don't know. Ew, about. gross. That's a. I think he, that might even. That's, uh, okay. And he did Backtrack <laughs> with uh, Adrian Brody. That's all I know. Right. Um. I well, I I thought that they were because he was Australian and this. And Lee uh, uh, Lee Winnell is Australian, and this is an Australian-U.S. co-production that that they would have worked on more stuff together, but I don't think they did. It was also clearly very low budgeted, as you can tell by the production. Right, uh, like that. So like, I kind of did more slack. Oh, I, I did too. Like I think it's all in the script. Like the appeal of this is for me is the script, the cool way they reveal and shoot the action, uh, and I I do love me some Marshall Logan Green. I like that guy a lot. Uh, and yeah. I really enjoyed watching him in this because I think he's on board. Like he's early on, I, I really was worried it was going to be just oh he's 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 disabled and he's got to deal with the loss of his wife and uh, he he totally gets on board with it being a comedy. Like that whole thing about I, I can't look away. Could you do it for me, Stim? Like I think he was completely on board with this being a comedy. I think this is a yeah. a comedic performance overall, but with a very dark ending, uh, which I I'm happy to have that in my comedies. And he pulls that performance out of. 
doing some I, really some like intense sentimental scenes with his mom early on. You're like, well, he's oh, a solid sweet. actor, yeah. Like, right. I, it's unfortunate that he looks so much like Tom Hardy because, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Bruce nothing. Campbell's always the same, like even in the early. Well, I guess he's not actually. All right, well, Dingus, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to be able to get on the comedy bus with you guys. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that's what's happening here. What, what's uh, happening? I, you don't think I, it's I, happening, I, I, or you still just don't like it? Or well, you I don't, don't th- you think both. we're both. I, I don't. I think it's not deliberate. You think don't think I'm a fucking ninja and faker and the the stuff no, about the hacker can, chicks gender stuff. I you don't, don't think, think those are comedic. I don't think Die Hard is a comedy either, but it has funny throwaway uh, lines. I think that's what this is trying to do. I don't think this is a comedy, and I don't think it's funny. Um, labels are dumb, man. <laughs> it's not that movies I, are I, what I, they are. I really do like your interpretation, but I just think that. Uh, I think you guys are being too forgiving, but uh, forget why would why it, are we being forgiving? I mean, we just we think something's funny. You don't think it's funny? That's not being forgiving. That's just having like different sensibilities for what you laugh at, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it's possible, but I think you're you're labeling it as something that it's not. No, I, I really want him to watch Beyond the Black Rainbow and see him try and like categorize, <laughs> <laughs> and us tell him it's a comedy, dude. Beyond the Black Rainbow. <laughs> Do you think? And maybe this will give a point to Dingus. Because I want Dingus to trick to like make us dislike it, because mm-hmm. he sounds so infuriated. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's like because imposter the characters are lame too, and in this they're kind of lame. Like, and I can't tell if that's still or not. And I wonder if like would it would it does it would it be detrimental to have like really jaunty cool characters, or is it? Would that ruin the effect of what he's doing? Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think the characters matter that much at all. Yeah, I mean, the they're they're basically right. there. So they have they're, to be disposable to work. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Like the moment I saw the wife, I had no idea who the actress was, so I was immediately. Like, I bet, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I bet they're gonna yeah. kill her. It's gonna be one of those movies. Uh, and certainly yeah. none of the bad guys registered for me. Like I liked how kind of nerdy the, the main bad guy looked. Uh, but they didn't do much with that. And it, mm. it really was Logan Marshall Green. And I don't know if the guy who played – what was his – Simon Maiden? Was that his name? Thing? Simon Maiden, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he was off on set. But I did love the interplay between those two. I mean it's basically a buddy cop movie where no one else matters. And even right. – oh my – I'm so bummed when I see Betty Gabriel getting just completely – like they don't do any cool stuff with her. Like she's she's getting pigeonholed. So Betty Gabriel was in Get Out, and she had a really chilling performance as as the the uh, the mind controlled oh, maid. And I yeah, love her. She's like her. a she's a beautiful woman. She's really skilled. You can see she does some really cool subtle stuff with her face in that scene. Yeah. But since yeah. then, like I've seen her in this, it's just a generic cop role. She's in Westworld as a generic mercenary who has a couple of lines. She was in Beyond Skyline, and early mm. on, when in Beyond Skyline with her, uh, and, her and Frank Grillo are in, <laughs> are in Los Angeles fighting an alien invasion but then beyond skyline literally crashes into indonesia and becomes an indonesia fight movie but before it does that they kill betty gabriel so i'm just really bummed that uh, people aren't making better use of her but i will uh, say that added to the impact of her getting killed at the end yeah i was like no i yeah. liked her You're, you can't yeah. do this movie like the movie was a real dick at the end and i like yeah about the wife, yeah. you know, you know, a female character's doomed when it seems it's like the first scene. It's like the whole thing is about how much they love each other, like how much the main character's like, "I love you so much." Like, oh, don't say it. <laughs> okay, what? Digga, sorry. I, no, I do, I do like the ending. Actually, of all the things I like about the movie, I like that he because there's that moment where he's like, "No, I won't do that," and he's like 
put you know moving the gun away and you think oh the hero because of his amazing will will overcome this thing that otherwise he could not overcome he just because he can punch harder than somebody else he can move the gun away and then it turns out no he can't and the end stem says i just needed to break his mind and i did done and done now he's in you know my memory cabin and uh, yeah, memory have, cabin. You made it sound so pleasant. It should be a memory cabana, Dingus. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's a it's a happy ending for him. I mean, you call you called it horrific, but no, it's Brazil. It's it's him. Happy he gets Brazil. to he gets to have uh, uh, gray trace gets to have his. Uh, <laughs> That's his, why he hates it. The second he heard that, oh, no, nothing can save me now. <laughs> by the way, Mike McBain, who was our other writer in her, did like it too. He was pleasantly surprised by it, he said. I, I mean, got to say oh, – go I think for, for its audience, I mean it, it, like people who do enjoy Pulp, I think it's, it's really solid. And I think that's why it's got it, – I'm a little surprised actually it's as high as it is on Rotten Tomatoes because I can see a lot of critics sort of hum-rumping it at this. This is dumb. Uh, yeah. Because it is dumb. I mean, like I, like I said, yeah. like, I think it's a comedy. I think it's intentionally dumb. It knows it's dumb. It's pulp. Uh, pulp. Good pulp knows what it is. And uh, but I, I'm a little surprised. I think for the people that would appreciate this kind of thing, uh, it's it's really solid. Yeah. I, I do. Become... Okay. I have a couple of like plot issues that I wish there are two little plot and, points. Before you do the huh? plot issues, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. just say because you had brought up the AI angle before. Let me uh-huh. just really quick read one line from Mike McBain's email. Mm-hmm. And he says, given the AI angle, I went in expecting something akin to Blade Runner or Ex Machina and instead found a superhero movie that was confident to fully embrace an adult audience. And yeah. I really like the way he put that. Yeah, That's beautiful. And, and that's why I bring up the Born Identity American Ultra thing is the the basic foundation for this movie is wouldn't it be cool if I could outpunch everyone? Like I think that's the premise that this movie is is appealing to is that yeah. power fantasy superhero thing. Uh, but with a little nightmarish twist on the end and a sort of comedic, yeah, your power fantasy is kind of dumb, but we're going to run with it uh, undercurrent. Regarding uh, your use of the term nightmarish, I just want to say that I become so nihilistic about our real world that we're living in that when I see these kinds of movies where machines take over in the end, I'm supposed to be mortified. Like, oh, that's <laughs> depressing. I'm, I'm really thinking, good. <laughs> Kelly Wan, do you want us to tuck you away in a memory cabana? Yes, please. <laughs> why are you asking me so late? <laughs> All right, now explain to me why you took the, why uh, the hacker didn't uh, let him put the input guard thing if he was being controlled plot issue explain that away wait what i understand no no i, I why, think okay. go ahead well, why? why the hacker right i don't know the hacker the um the guy who made stem right blonde dude right blonde dude eron eron instead of name he, he's aaron but they spell it eron like the get out ebonics armena parker and i mean key and peel god it's <laughs> torture to listen to isn't it the peel and key torture ebonic Skit on Key and Peel. I know, well, I know. Like, when he's in the classroom. Of minds, yeah. Like, Eron. Yeah, yeah, that is a funny. Like skit. a twist on Peter's minds. Uh, what was the question? I I, you were asking me to explain something that. Uh, Aaron oh, did. why the blonde guy? If he's being controlled by STEM and right. doesn't want that to be, he has a lot. I mean, he's making STEM way more powerful and putting him in. Like, why doesn't he make the input guards uh, untakeoffable? He wants to actually. <laughs> Kelly Wan, for the same reason that every boss in a video game battle has an exposed glowing orange pulsing weak spot. <laughs> right. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing like, is, that, not, I, it doesn't make any sense. Right. No, and, and that, the whole movie's in the service of like what I was mentioning before is let's have your your silly little power fantasy and rogue AI movie and let's all kind of enjoy the R-rated pulp action uh, together. Like, I, I don't think it. Does, like and it You're gets tw- to what Dingus is saying about it being dumb. Like it, it doesn't hold up, and especially when the movie early on, and I, I really wish this hadn't been in there. Uh, early on, the movie hinges on an enhance moment. Oh yeah, I, love, I, I like, thought oh, of God, you. God, no, don't do that, Lee Wanell, please. Anything. Here's your Blade but Runner, Dingus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also wished that because I think I know what they were trying to go for, but I'm not sure it holds up. But there's this idea that part of the reason that STEM needs Grey, uh, well, there are a few reasons, but at a certain point when Grey is fighting super cyborg dude who's I, – I just remember Sir, uh, Fisk. When Grey is fighting Fisk, the main bad guy, and it turns out that STEM and Grey are outclassed, Grey is able to use a little psychological gotcha on Fisk uh, that lets him prevail. And I wasn't – I guess appealing to his honor as a soldier, that was the idea. But, like, if STEM is so able to manipulate everything, isn't that a point where everything could have fallen apart? Like, if did STEM. And he would know who the killers are, too. He wouldn't have to use the drone footage. He would know he was the one. If he's controlling the guy who's assigning the killers. Well, but but right, he's tricking Gray into like going through and killing him. Like, like right, right, that, yeah. But but if 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 Stem uh, knows, true. okay, this body that I'm that I'm driving is going to go up against Fisk, who I cannot defeat Fisk yeah. in a fa- in a fight. Like it doesn't doesn't Stem's plan kind of fall apart there? And I yeah, get it, what stupid. they're going for, and it, it's you know it's what Dingus is saying. These things are dumb; they fall apart if you think about them too much. But it's all in the service of this idea that Gray provides. The one Something. missing element that lets Stem's plan succeed. I mean, I think that's what Lee one L. Which wanted. is what? What is the? Yeah. What? Why is he singular? Because he has to. Be yeah, I didn't get that either. Uh, and because, that, that's actually key. No, I, I, have a, I have an answer for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, I, I, that. I'm I'm seriously asking that question because that's I one of too. my notes that yeah. wrote. Like, why is he singular? Yep, I have a, I have an answer uh, because he's the Great. lead character in the movie. What'd you say? Ah, because oh, he's damn. the lead. I'm not being facetious he because he's the lead he's character in, an, in the movie. In a horror movie? <laughs> yeah. But no, this whole idea that he's so right. I mean, they, they sell he it as... He certainly doesn't know he's in a comedy. They, they sell it as a... Uh, oh, yeah, right. I'm a fucking ninja. Yeah, that's not... A, uh, they, they sell it as this idea that he needs that he needs to not have any implants. And I'm not real clear on why uh, that was. Oh, that's, right. No, that's true. That's so he true. has to be a guy who eschews technology. That's yeah. why when we meet him, that's that's you know that's his one superpower that's it uh, that that's basically the extent of the character development is really into his wife as choose technology okay logan marshall green's perfect go. For having <laughs> like that's all they give him because that's all really yeah. that's needed he can kill guys with guns in their arms uh, yeah yeah uh, as opposed to the, the other way around but like if your twist is unguessable because it doesn't make sense uh never mind <laughs> Well, I, I don't think the twist is that Gray. I mean, the, the twist really is that it was Stem all along controlling everything, and that Gray is right. in fact not in charge, but is the pawn all along. Like that's yeah. the overall twist. And within it, just like any uh, you know film noir detective story or mystery, within it there are little multiple reveals. But ultimately, it's all about the fact that we learn that nope, Stem was in control all along. The upgrade is not applied to Gray; it's applied to Stem. Now roll the credits. Go. You've been Arlington Roaded. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. 
And I like being Arlington Roaded. Yeah, so I, I, do too. I always so get excited. When um, Stem says, uh, "I can't, I can't do this because neither of your cars are electronic." Her car, her car is clearly electronic. I know, Dingus. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and not just that, but the, all the car, like that's the thing about the production value. Don't what shoot, do they do? Don't shoot a chase scene if you don't have the budget for it, because all the other cars in the chase scenes were just like normal sedans yeah. and, and minivans. Like, nothing about that chase scene looked futuristic, except vaguely Betty Gabriel's car, had, and that's the one that's not electronic. I mean, I really, it, that's just where the budget just bites them in the ass, and they should have done something besides a car chase scene, but I think they were just so in love with the idea that he's restoring a cool old muscle car, and now we're going to see it yeah. in action. Unfortunately, right. that wasn't a very great payoff. Well, and that's his one thing he's better than Stem at, although even then, Stem's like, oh, wait, never mind. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's almost the dumb. That's all right. Wait, Stab doesn't know he can do that till later. Your computer, <laughs> you don't forget. <laughs> so, Dingus, do you really? Did you really not like? Don't like? Don't you have the same goodwill I have towards Logan Marshall Green? Like, you're not that. Uh, he didn't work for you that much. Like, I just like watching the guy. I think he's just. Dingus, don't be that guy. I think he's a uh, delight. But you don't. You don't, don't. That didn't work for you, or you just don't share that enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm just not crazy about him. But okay. I think he committed to it. I don't like the. I don't like the choices they made. I, I don't understand them. And and I guess maybe you guys introducing the idea that this might be a comedy, which, again, I don't – I'm not, I'm not signing on to this waiver. Uh, but the idea that he's just going to suddenly start acting like a robot and I move like a robot, um, that kind of thing that, that Stem can't – control his body i mean stem can make him fight like a super super tough ninja but can't make him move uh move smoothly drives me uh, those little no um, it's perfect because that would make it like every other action movie he would look like he was just doing martial arts like in so, in the matrix there's no reason like oh ne so the actor learned kung fu big fucking deal was well, in this he has to fight a certain way that's different well, from any other fighting style those are two different layers of reality this this movie isn't that i mean uh, you know the bullets in uh, in the Matrix, Matrix are silly as well, but they're they're going on in another Bullet level. Bullet time, bro. And they're supposed to they're supposed to be in a different layer, and they're supposed to uh, they're supposed to make your body react as if it would react in the real world. Uh, this movie is doing that. It's asking us to accept the fact that your your body just suddenly reacts in a different way uh, if uh, if you have a nanobite stapled into your skin uh and uh, and uh, it it's a little unfair to settle that with uh logo marshall green's um performance i agree with you tom i, I because i think that the the ch the character choice um which is probably director writer based is not fair to put on him because i think he executes it just fine uh so i think i do disagree a little bit with with Chris Markinson and Chris Markinson not liking any of the performances other than, than, um, uh, Simon That's Maiden. Nice. Um, but, uh, I don't know. He, so I'm just asking, like, you don't enjoy watching it. Like I, I, I would watch him in a crappy movie at this point. Like I'm enough of a fan that if a movie's crappy, I'm okay with watching it. If I get a Logan Marshall green performance, I just, after Dingus thinks you just did that. He's, he's a little bit, I, I, this is going to sound totally stupid, and I understand that, but he's a little Tom Hardy uncanny valley for me. It's just, <laughs> That's so unfair. 
I, I mean, know it's, even if it's, it's true, not, I know it's not fair to him. I understand that, and I and I acknowledge that. That's not fair to him. Great uh, um, trace, Dingus. Tom Marty could. You did see Sandcastle, though, right? No, I did not. Oh that. God, that's the problem. Because okay. oh. I was wondering if that was the issue, Dingus. Yeah, I think if you'd seen Sandcastle, it would have been different. Sandcastle's. Uh, it's right around the time we saw War Machine. Sandcastle was, I think, the superior. Uh, Iraq Afghanistan uh, war yeah, movie. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I and saw Logan it. Marshall Green is—he's a supporting character, but I, he's just—you uh, know—every bit as good as he was in The Invitation. And I think The Invitation also—it helps as he's All got right. that long hippie hair, so he he's, doesn't look as Tom Hardy-ish. But I, I think I, if you, I think if you see Sandcastle and The Invitation, which I know you've seen, you might have maybe not enjoyed this more, but enjoyed just hanging out with with a Logan Marshall Green performance for 90 minutes. <laughs> Because that's where well, I am now. Like, I kind of want to go back. You mentioned this earlier tonight when we were talking, Dingus. I kind of want to go back and watch Prometheus. Ew. Well, because he's in it, and dude? he's in it, and Sean Harris is in it, uh, and poor little Numi Ray Page. That's just Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> the baby. I mean, come on. I went ah. back. I watched I watched uh, Aeon Flux this week. I can't that's do no much excuse to watch that. Prometheus. That's yeah. your bar for... Oh, <laughs> but anyway, the I point being, Tom, I just I think okay. uh, Chris Bergerson brought up Sean Harris as well from Prometheus. Yeah, uh, he's like a more expressive Burnthal. Who like is Burnthal? He was Muppety. Uh, so Tom, who's the dude who was in the wall? Uh oh oh right uh, j- uh shoot uh, another three Aaron uh, Johnson another, another three name guy Aaron Marshall Johnson or something. Oh, I thought it was like just that. Aaron Johnson. Is it? it does he have be. three names? Uh, and I, like, that guy I hated until Aaron Taylor I, Johnson. Taylor Johnson, you're right. He does have that. Yeah, yeah. hyphen. No, no, no. It's a uh, Taylor Aaron Johnson. All right, Johnson Taylor. <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Kitsch, Lautner um, Lutz. But that kind of swung me because I can't stand that guy, but I right. really liked the wall so yeah. much. Yeah, that was great. that uh, that I didn't recognize him for most of the movie, and I I did kind of come around to liking him. So the idea of watching Sandcastle and maybe being swung around to Logan Marshall Green. All right, I can I can see what you're saying. Because it, it does make me wonder. Like I, I, after seeing The Wall, maybe I should go ahead and uh, not Nocturnal Animals, but maybe some other movie that he was in, and I wouldn't hate it so much. Savages oh. was he in that? Maybe. Hey, is Taylor Kitsch in Savages? Who's in Savages? Yes. <gasps> I need to rewatch so. Savages. That's a Taylor Kitsch I haven't seen since my. No, it's dumb. I've been pro Taylor Kitsch. Blows, I'm not watching it for it being good. I'm watching it because it's Taylor Kitsch, and now I can see if I reappreciate Aaron Taylor Johnson. Watch John Wall. Carter before Savages. I did. I watched that in Battleship. I did my term of service. You did Battleship again? Right after Waco. I was like, oh my god, Taylor Kitsch is the best actor Battleship! Oh. Battleship! <laughs> yeah, I, the same week. I watched Battleship and John Carter. You bet. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's time for Savages, Kelly. <laughs> All right. Blake Lively. All right. Well, uh, Dingus, uh, what it? So we had Chris Markinson. Is it Mike McBain? Mike McBain. Awesome. McBain. You know, name. Great trace. That. Gray Trace Mike, totally should have been named Mike McBain. Mike McBain. Yeah. Uh, and, and Josh Lubliner wrote in, right? Yeah. So what yeah. was the Those overall awesome tally in terms of what uh, – we know uh, McBain Lubliner's was into it, right? McBain was into it. Um, I think he he uses the word amusingly to talk about the one-sided mismatch in the, in the horrifying yeah. blink of an eye fight that suddenly turns – that turns the other way. Mm-hmm. So I think Mike McBain um, – is kind of along the same lines as you guys. Uh, Chris Markinson. Uh, oh right, grew he, on, yeah, grew on him. Yeah. 
he he eventually liked it. Uh, Josh Lubliner did not. He and he's uh, what's interesting about him is that he's a huge fan of Saw. Ew. Um, oh, the first one, right? Right. I the thought, first not, one. Yeah, you have to specify the first one and not the franchise, <laughs> right? Okay. No, yeah, no, no, no. He's he's very clear that the the rest of the franchise is just ignore that because it just it's a mess. But he's a huge fan of Saw. Uh, so he, when he saw Lee Winnell's, uh, that's his name, right? Lee yeah, Winnell? Yeah, Lee Winnell, yeah. Uh, he was really excited about it, uh, but he doesn't feel that the uh, upgrade lived up to it. He said the, the premise isn't clever. and Feel great! Um, and and he's like, and, and don't and don't think I didn't notice the jigsaw face on the wall in graffiti. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Oh, okay. I'm glad I Watch missed it. it over, no, I'm good. Nope, I'm glad I missed it. I've seen this twice. Prometheus. I'm glad I missed it. Yep, I'm happy I missed um, it. <laughs> Josh, to to your point about the uh, the uh, camera work, he did like the weird reverse POV camera thing they did when Stem was controlling him. Yeah. So all right. Uh, well. We are going to take a big risk next week. Uh, okay. I'm a little worried about this. You guys don't know what I'm going to subject you to. We if, were going to – Kelly Wan really yeah. wanted to see The Nun, but we can't do two Blumhouse <laughs> movies in a row, Kelly Wan. That's unfair Wait, to everyone if, else. If anyone listening can find The Little Stranger playing in Germany. No, Kelly Wan, that's that, – that, no, that's, no, don't do that? Okay, forget it. Well, no, that. we have to announce – we're going to announce what we're going to see. Yeah, so uh, we can do maybe The Little Stranger later. But so next week what we're going to do – uh, if you're listening, you want to watch in advance. We're going to see a movie that I don't know anything about, and it might be terrible. And given the director's previous work, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't know what I'm going to subject you guys to. But uh, join us next week for a podcast about a movie called – oh, God, I've even forgotten. What's the stupid thing? I oh, what, what Keeps You Alive. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Wait, Kelly Wan thinks it's fun. It's a comedy, Kelly Wan. It's a comedy, Dingus. Don't don't miss the joke this time. God. It's a comedy, Dingus. Uh, and I guess to give you guys some some uh, background, the the uh, well, you know what? I won't give you background. Watch what keeps you alive and join us for that podcast next week. In the meantime, by the way, if you have any instances of people playing themselves in movies that you feel uh, is are particularly effective, we want to know about that. Write in an email to 3x3 at quarter2three.com. Get it to us by midnight, September 30th, uh, midnight Pacific, and we'll include your picks on the air. And join us next week for What Keeps You Alive. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Mukloski. It's Christian Murawski. That's the same thing I said, just like Marshall Logan Green, Taylor Johnson, Aaron. Yeah, And uh, uh, Kelly Wand. Theaters should shrink the end credits at the end of movies and start the next movie like Netflix does. So I know there's no Easter egg. I thought this film was DiCaprio's best since The Beach. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared. Then lucky observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have what eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Oregon Six. Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Administer PM medicine. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
That is the hand I use for. Never mind. Just administer wherever. Oh God. <laughs>